0: Hey guys, what's up, what's up, what's up? Uh, This is another episode of the Sports Dudes. We're about to have Mike Scudero on the podcast. He runs his own podcast called Japan Yinks. It is very, very good. Right now, game three of the NLCS. Well, it's 7-0. I mean, this was a must win. Now, if you're the Nationals... I still pitch Corbin tomorrow. Um, I will say that in pasts that sweeping a series has not been good. Um, I will say that. But you obviously also want to get it over with. But the Nationals might be, you know. But it is nothing. And I'm going to get my co-host on, and then we're going to get Mike on, and there's some craziness going on Twitter with KFC Barcel attacking a girl about like an Adam Ardivino, and we'll definitely, we'll definitely talk about that, along with Yankee stuff and etc. No problem, man. So, first
1: of all, i got to actually be Yankees before I get to what's going on in the National League. And the Cardinals getting uh, just getting trumped.
0: What
1: um, about tomorrow on the matchup between Gerlander? Sorry, I'm gonna I mean, go Cole, Cole against, some, well, yeah, Cole against Severy. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. That's for sure. We'll start off by saying that, but um, I'm really looking forward to it because uh, if you look back in Cole's past, you can see that he did start a game in the in the ALCS, I believe it was at Fenway. And he didn't have that great of a start, so if he has the same luck on the road in the playoffs, things might not go so well. But I'm not here to discount Cole. He's a fantastic pitcher. Obviously, we know that he and Verlander are both going to a side on the war. He's downright incredible, struck out over 300. He's not going to be taken lightly. And he's probably going to go up there in that seven as far as skill tomorrow. But honestly, as far as how I think the game is going to go, I mean, I think Cole's going to have a great start. I still think Ben Yankees going to come out on top because... I tweeted it earlier. I said there's going to be an earthquake in the Bronx tomorrow, and and Yankee Stadium is its epicenter. I, I don't I don't see I don't see the Astros getting past this game or New York, but I still think Cole's going to do a very good job tomorrow. I'm thinking last night's game, and yeah, I mean you come you me, come out that game feeling all right. You got the split, but. Some of the opportunities the Yankees had in that in, in that game and the fact that the Eastern National open actually showed up, which actually surprised me. Are you feeling more encouraged or discouraged? I think they could be up two all instead of being tied one more. I'm feeling encouraged and don't get me wrong my friend last night was really it, it stung, it did because you know I like many others glad we stayed up the entire game as a real Yankee fan should and you know it, it wasn't the ending that we wanted there's no doubt about that but at the end of the day whether it took you until after the game was over or whether it took you until today to see it the ultimate goal as the road team in a playoff round is to at least split on the road and the Yankees got that done What a 2-0 lead coming back home be beautiful, yeah, that, that would be beautiful, but they did they did their job by splitting, and it's still possible to finish this thing in New York, which I do think that they will, because of the power that Yankee Stadium brings these guys when they play there. So, was, did it sting? Yeah, it did. Were there plenty of opportunities to score? Yeah, there were, but they did their job by splitting, and I'm confident in their chance of coming back home.
0: I like it. Um... Before we get to the NL, because I think that's just extremely non-competitive. The Nationals are basically owning every phase of the game. On, on Twitter, you occasionally have clowns. And we all know there there's a girl who has an account who loves Adam Modavino. But this KFC Barstool tool just has to do the thing and just disrespect the woman. His tweet is... This is Banana Town. I think it's pretty nutty to be desperately in love with a ball player. Even more weird to make a Twitter account about it an absolute insanity to have that player be mediocre relief at a Matavino. What what's your thoughts on that? Uh,
1: my thoughts are that uh, it's a great expert to get love advice from. Uh, but other than that um I, I just think it's just that he has nothing else better to do you know his not in the playoffs, and that's fine i have plenty of met 10 friends have no issues with that fans at all but um the fact of the matter is that when it comes to love he probably shouldn't be giving too much advice in that department otherwise the story would go even higher but um <laughs> uh, that's, that, 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 that's about that that's all i have to say about that about kfc boston now sticking up sticking back to baseball um my big concern is, is, is Sanchez, and Sanchez has been really lost in the play. Are you, are you like, would you, would you continue having Sanchez go out there until he swings himself out of it, or would you try to make a swing and put Roman, if I hide the play of putting Sanchez as a DH in case Stanton can't go up and then bench and put him on the field? Because he too also is struggling. Yeah, Gary's a tough issue, and, and I know that a lot of people just like to, to yank and place in because the playoffs are an important time and you want immediate results. So I get that people think that way, and, and I understand it because, you know, the playoffs, it's, it's pressure time you know, you and want, you want results and you want them now, otherwise, you're going to teams in trouble. But honestly, me personally, someone with Sanchez's talent, I'm I'm keeping him in there because, in my opinion, you're not going to get a player to break out of the slump if he's not playing. And... If Gary is to get hot, then that's someone that you need in the lineup for a time like this. You need Gary Sanchez. He's way too vital to this team. He's red hot. And the only way to get him out of this slump, I think, is to keep putting him out there. I know he had ugly games, and I know in the playoffs he has not looked good. Me, personally, I, I personally feel that that groin never got completely better that he was struggling with at the end of the year. Because, personally, I've observed that any time that Gary's gone through an extended slump, We usually see eventually that the Yankees discover that there's an injury magnet at him. So me personally, I'm, I'm even thinking that Gary may not be 100% at full health. Which, I don't know what you do there. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say this is definitely the fact because I'm not a part of the Yankees training staff, nor do I want to be after the fire get in under this year. But, uh, but, the fact of the matter is, you know, if, if there's an injury there, you got to spot it and do something about that. But if there isn't, you've got to keep throwing him back out there because you got to get him to break out of the slump. We want the hot Gary Sanchez on this team. I do not sit and I keep putting him back
0: out there. I I agree. And what I would do tomorrow is have Hicks in center, Guardian left, sit Edwin and D.H. Stanton. What would you do?
1: I, I have I just have a tough time sitting Gardy and I know Guardy was one of the people looking pretty lost last night He let they sitting at the next year innings. but um I did like the use of Hicks and I did I did think this was probably the path they were gonna go down as far as a like defensive replacement. And I know we were chatting about this on Twitter as well and I, I didn't really see where you were coming from and I did think that it was logical, but I just felt that this is what they would do and if they weren't gonna go down this path then just he picks off the roster, but um, it seems that they're legitimately sticking by this defensive replacement thing unless, of course, something changes tomorrow. But um, I do think you got to keep putting both Edwin and Gary out there. I think you should allow them to answer back after their struggles in game two. Just keep shooting out there and allow them to get hot again. Um,
0: yeah, but with the quad, though, that that's why you put him at DH so you don't lose him.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely understand that. Um but um I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure I just messed around with the Hicks thing. I'm, I'm not really sure about that because it, the thing is, like, he did have better contact than most people when he got his his pinch at that and his extra inning. That was pretty funny. But um but uh, but yeah, with, with standing, that's a touchy thing because, you know, he's day to day. Just how hurt is he? Because people are also saying, you know, hey, you are home run after that quad thing happens, how hurt can he be? But um. I, I don't know. It's tricky. I, I guess it's just a matter of the call that Aaron is yanking the Yankees in it because, truthfully, we don't know how injured that quad is, really. They're saying it's day to day, not so bad, but who really knows when you're not a part of the Yankees and working for them. <laughs> now, a person that's really been locked in and even though it, that I really enjoy is Blayver Torres. I think Blayver Torres is having an unbelievable postseason. season. Could this be like the break? the coming out party of Waver Torrey. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think this kid's already made an unbelievable name for himself, and I think anybody that's just kind of shunning him from opposing fan base is saying he's not that great. They really need to, to just get rid of their bias and start being a little bit objective, because this kid is special. He does great things in the playoffs. He does great things all the time. Look at the season he had. Look what he's done in this postseason. He's been downright incredible, and the first continues. I mean, he's a superstar in the making already as it is. I mean, he's on the national stage. He's doing incredible things. People from all over the country are seeing it. And I think it's only going to continue because he has extraordinary talent, even on the defensive end, the plays that he's been making on the field, throwing to his knees and making drives and throwing in the dirt. And having DJ over there, fortunately, getting the scoops and everything. But, I mean, he's been doing it on all ends of the ball field, on the baseball field. He's been downright incredible to watch, and I think it's only going to continue.
0: That's why I also think they may move on from Didi, but if Yankees do keep Didi, what contract would you give him?
1: Nothing too crazy, but I, mean, I would want him at the right price. I, I know how people feel about that. <laughs>
0: What's your line?
1: Probably probably 4 years, fifty million, or something along those lines. 10 to 15 million a year, maybe 10, 10 is better. Because I, I don't want to overpay, but I, I do want to, I don't want to deny the fact that I do want DD back here, but, and I know those people that are saying, oh, you know, it's not your money, so what do you care? I, I understand that, but I'm just thinking from the Yankees phone office perspective. And um, yeah. so I, I, I maybe, I maybe go around 10 million a year. I, I think that's pretty fair, but I don't overpay. What, if, if there are other areas that
0: could benefit with that money. What, what about possible. Gardner?
1: Gardner, I think you have to bring him back. I, I, I think I think he's definitely earned another season with the season with the year he's had. Um, he had the best year of his career at the age of thirty six, which is you know, it just doesn't make any logical sense once you look at the numbers. Players is still sitting declining at that age, already fully declined, and he had the best year of his life. So I, I gotta bring him back to maybe maybe another year, or seven, eight million, maybe.
0: If he opts out, what about Chapman?
1: That's tough, because we, while he's good to have, there's no denying that the Yankees also have that Bill the Panthers comes back. They'll still have four potential closers in their bullpen. So would it be nice to bring Chapman back? I, I'm not throwing all the money in the world but I bring him back because of how great the Yankee bullpen already is. So maybe just, maybe just a year. I'm not exactly sure what money I would do. To be honest with you, I haven't put too much thought into this through the postseason. Is so, dumb, right. but, um, but, but, um, Chapman, I'll just say for now that putting exact numbers, I'm not throwing the entire bank at him because the Yankee bullpen is already so damn good.
0: And being that you brought it up, he will be a free agent. Would you sign Botances? Yes,
1: yeah, I'm bringing Botances back. I, I do want him. I do want him to prove himself again after. The unfortunate set of events with injuries that's taking place within this year. I personally, I personally feel terrible for the guy. He he came came back after missing an entire year and rehabbing his way back. Comes back and after eight pitches, and he was a partial pair in his Achilles, the worst luck on the face of the earth. But, um, but, yeah, it's just, so it's unfortunate. I probably don't give him too much either, but, um, but it's, I, I do want him back. I do. I think the Kansas deserves another chance, and it's unfortunate what's happened to him this year. Absolutely.
0: i got to ask this.
1: I've got to ask this. Um, and we, we'll get back to the Yankees in a moment. I've got to switch gears. So, what's going on in the National League? And it is not competitive. The St. Louis Cardinals are, are, are done. And what i got to ask is the fact that, is Bryce Harper really the reason that the Nationals are held back or, bash or just having this magical, um, you know, unbelievable. They were like dead to rights. They were like in place at one point in the NL. Came back, after the wild card, beat the Dodgers, and now they're beating the brains out of the cards. Was it, is it A, a magical run that they're doing, or B, was Bryce Harper really the guy that held them back all these years? Uh <laughs> I, I know I know a lot of people really feel strongly about this as far as Bryce Hawk is concerned. I personally like Bryce. I I, I think he's a fine baseball player. He, he, he's really good. I don't think he's the reason they had struggles then. But I, I do think I do think most of it is the fact that the Nationals aren't a magical one right now. They won an incredible game in Los Angeles and had clearly earned their upset. The Cardinals had not earned their upset. They pulled on the road in Atlanta in Game Five, making that statement. So the 13 runs and 10 in the first inning, you come out and and you look like a, you look like the walking dead against the Nationals. I, I, it's,
0: it's pitching, man. I'm telling you, pitching will do it. Yeah, exactly,
1: but it, I, it's, it's just an incredible. And of all, Sanchez looked great. Obviously, you expect George to be good. He was great. But, I mean, the, the, for the Cardinal offense to come out and not hit like this, I mean, inevitably, if you look at the Cardinals pitching, you know, even Adam Wainwright couldn't send them off eventually in the second game. The, the pitching will crack under the weight of that pressure if your offense is not going to have your back. And the offense is not scoring at all. And the pitching, the starting pitching, and everybody doing all they can in the Cardinals, but it's not enough because they're not getting any run support. And the Nationals' pitching is incredible. Their offense is taking advantage when they need to. And as you said earlier in the conversation, as perfectly as you did, they're beating them in every aspect of baseball. And it's really just—it's looking like a joke at the series. It's not. And a
0: now pitch. it's bases loaded and Soto slips. That looked bad. Holy shit, that looked bad. And now they're going to score a run off of a wild throw. seven one, no out, no one out in the top of seven. Ooh.
1: Yeah, the, the thing the thing is that the Cardinals they've only they've only scored you know really on the other team's account, and the, the other one being Michael Taylor misreading a fly ball. So <laughs> yeah. they, they need to they need to go out there and and prove that they could score runs not on defensive blunders and favors from the other team. I need you to show a pulse. I mean, I expected it to be more competitive than this. They made such a statement in Atlanta, and to come into this series and play as badly, as they had it, It really surprised me. It really did.
0: So that looks bad. Act, so. You know, I gotta
1: act, um. Wait, hold on. A I got access for you, Mike. Um. Going back, going back to going back into going back to the Yankees Astros series. What What impressed you? I know it's been I know the Yankees have a little bit, you know. Strong and Justin Ireland to have to like how what impressive at all is the fact that the Yankees have held the Astros back in check or the fact that the Yankees like, you know, are starting to figure out the Astros pitch. Uh, I like to say I like to bring on both, but personally, I think it's impressive how they've held them back. Um I think the Astros had to do everything they could just to sweep the game and, out in their own statement the last night. Um, the Yankee offense was on the money in game one, and they won the game they had to win against Frankie. Um, and the Astros were, of course, take the damage against them as well. Um, and in game two, you know, in an offense, in a game where Burland is on the mound, of course, and we all know what he did against the Yankees in the past, um, the Yankees were only able to put two runs up, and some would say that, you know, that should have been enough when it was two to one, but it wasn't what are happy it's fine in um, the run. But at the same time, it's impressive how they were only allowing those two runs. And the Astros, you know, we talk about the long chances that the Yankees had last night because, of course, they're the ones that came up on the losing end. But don't forget how many opportunities the Astros had, and they didn't score either. I mean, they, they had tons of opportunities when they had runners in scoring position with less than two outs, and they didn't get it done. They got the 11th inning home run, they barely squeaked away with the win. And with this offense, I think it's really impressive how they've only held them down to three runs in these two in these two games. And really kept them quiet in game one, too, so they could just stomp on them 7 nothing. So for now, I'm going to go with how they've kept the Astros down. I think it's just helped them a great deal, and it's really led to the fact that the Astros had to try with everything everything they had in their bodies just to squeeze the game out in Houston. Another question is, if, if the Yankees beat, beat Cole... Does this year go back to Houston? I don't think so. I really don't. Um, I think also another factor I think is important. A lot of people are just talking about this for Wednesday, the forecast. I know a lot of people are mentioning how it's supposed to rain the entire day. And yeah. Um, I not don't, I don't know what really, what real outcome that we have if the game were to be moved back to Friday. Would Verlander pitch on an extra day? Or would Verlander still pitch in a game five if, if the Astros are a game away from losing on another short Wednesday? I mean, whatever they choose to do, but I do think that if you beat Cole, I think the Astros are in big trouble because then you're going to have to put Verlander out there on shortage rest on the road. I I, just, I don't like, I don't like the Astros' chances because the Yankees are that overwhelming at home, and you know with, with that force of the fans behind them. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not discounting the Astros. I think they could sweep one out on the road possibly. But I just don't see it happening. I'm, I'm confident in this Yankee team. Work. I have not been confident in them for a
0: long time. The only way I think Astros will deviate from from Verlander 6 is if they're down 3-1. If Yankees win tomorrow and if Yankees win Thursday, because when they likely rained out, that's the only way I think they can go Verlander on short rest. And, th- and then it helps them because then they go Cole game 6. If that was happening.
1: And, happen. and, and they, they even showed that in um, in the series against Tampa when they wanted to get it done in Tampa Bay and, you know, they show you that when they when they want to throw the kids in front of you, they'll know, throw it at you. And, and they put out Orlando and short rest it didn't go well. But, you know, nonetheless, it still went the way that it did and they and they decided to put him out there. And I feel if they have their backs up against the wall, I think there's a solid chance that you see it happen again. But. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? I'm going to say, before we make your point, bro. what's really funny is, and I think people are kind of are, are blushing about game two, which I, I guess it would kind of worry me just a little bit, is action only gave you two and two thirds. And so what was eloquently said on Michael case shows that then you have to bring in your, your best guys early, but then as that game got later and later and later, and make you then put on some more ones to win, then you have to use them a wise, like a and a J-hat, which, which 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 eventually ended our downfall. And I feel like the Yankees starting to like, I want Seven to give at least five. I need at least five from Seven, and I say that because, like, Tanaka gave us six give and he could have gone to a Seven if need be, But if they have like, I think the Yankees stars have to give more lengths you can save that bullpen. Especially if you're going to go for a, a bullpen day at some point. I I do agree with you, and and, you know, although I'm glad it worked out and all that, and I wasn't complaining about it. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but I was vocal about Tanaka being taken out after six because, me personally, I've I've always felt as my morals as a baseball fan that if someone was as locked in as Tanaka was that night, and they have six feet of pitches, you gotta let them go at least one more frame. I mean, I I know the Yankees are not hesitant to go to their biggest strength of the team in the bullpen, and I don't blame them. I, I wouldn't be hesitant to go there either. But you also got to look at the situation in hand, and uh, the fact of the matter is, is when you have to go to the bullpen that early, if one of your starters doesn't have it, and one of the later guys, it's going to have to go more than an inning. And last night, so Tommy Cheney did that. He did a fantastic job. But that's that's just what you're going to have to do at times. One guy is going to have to step up and go above and beyond so you can catch up in the innings to where the bullpen should be. And. I'm not sure you're going to be able to do that with somebody every single time like Tommy Kamey was able to do yesterday. That's, that's a big luxury that you had with Tommy came yesterday. He battles. He's, he clawed his way through, what was it, two and third or something like that. And he, he, did, a, he did a great job. And um, that's what you're going to have to do if you go to the bullpen very early. And as you said, there'll probably be a day eventually where they might go up another bullpen, day. 10 days. Game four. put things
0: <laughs> into account. Game, game four, if it don't get rained out, it's going to be a bullpen game for both. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's, that's what you have to think of. How tired of the arms going to be? We're playing three straight games over here, if the you know, weather permitting, on Wednesday. Well, well, well it's going to be consecutive regardless because if Wednesday gets rained out, there's no travel day. So, you, you'd see Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, Boom cannot manage... The rest of the way like he did in Newfoundland. Oh
1: no, yeah, absolutely I, I was just saying as far as the home games and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday we'll stay as it is, you know, weather permitting. See so those are those are the things you have to consider. So um, absolutely. If, as you said, you know, one off day isn't taken away if the rain delay happens and so it's if the rain out happens rather, and you gotta think about these things. You got, you got the like what what people, what Vinnie fans kind of understand is, and I kind of, I can kind of understand why Boone did what he did. Is you know, Blue like in the playoffs, you're trying to win a game, and each game is its own entity. Like you're not worried about tomorrow because in the playoffs there is no tomorrow, and you're trying to win today. And that's what people don't understand, which is why I don't, plus, I don't question as much as him taking out Green and putting in auto um, he was gonna get the job done. What I am questioning a little bit is, is the uh, why would Phil Nevin send D.J. LeMain? He was out by at least three feet. Well, the send, I mean, I was back and forth on this, because while it didn't end up working out, of course, I mean, D.J. was out by a lot, and, and you know, he didn't have a pad for the plate, it just didn't look like a pretty play at all. But there are a lot of factors going into that play that do have to happen. I mean, the ball has to bounce perfectly at Correa. Correa has to make a perfect throw to home. Torino has to catch it and not let go of the ball and properly tag the Lene. There's so a lot of things that have to happen along the way for that to work out in the Astros favor, and it just happened to work out. I mean, with how, with how much the offense was struggling in that game, especially how much they struggled even after that play, I, I kind of understood more why they would take that sort of a risk with all the factors that go into it. I do see what you're saying, and I, and I do agree with it to a certain degree, but I also understand why they did it. And just the Astros had to just have a lot of luck go their way and have every ounce of skill in it to make that play perfectly, and they just did. It's just unfortunate for the Yankees how it turned out, but it turned out that way.
0: Yeah, but when you do stuff like that, and you know that the Astros have a skilled shortstop, he's no bum out there, and, and you got their best pitcher... Maybe second best pitcher on, on on the ropes, bases loaded, his breaking is not going to be as sharp. Even though Gary has struggled, you still shouldn't take that chance. Especially when it wasn't even close. DJ was just basically running saying, hey, I got to get tagged. Yeah, unfortunately, DJ isn't the fastest of runners either, and I don't think he got the best of jumps uh, from second either. Um, oh no, that was a horrible it, jump. It, 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 no, no, it, it,
1: was, it was a risk of a, it, it, was, it was a risky in, in a high tension spot. It, it didn't work out. It just didn't. But, uh, but that's, that's, I took more of my cap to the Astros for having that just go their way and then just having the skill possible.
0: Yeah, Correa made a great happening. play. Here's, here's my key for the, tomorrow. and, and, and
1: and, of course, also, you know, the ball has to perfectly bounce in too, so a little luck has to
0: be on their side as well. It was it's a great play. I think Sevy has to get a shutdown top of the first tomorrow. You have to keep the crowd in it. And also, if he pitches like he did in Minnesota, I got to be honest, I don't think the Yankees will win tomorrow.
1: Well, if he pitches like, they, like he did in Minnesota, they're have to go to the and that's, that's just what's going
0: happen. Well, the reason why I say that because if he pitches like he did in Minnesota, the Astros are more likely to get three runs with bases loaded, no outs. I'm, 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 I'm inclined to
1: agree with that definitely. I I think anyone who disagrees with that is kind of foolish. But at the same time, we're also just the floor. Have the Yankees have kept the Astros down this series, and I do think that if they're able to do that, regardless of how many pitches it takes, that could possibly just help them more in, in chances chance for a win. Um, but uh, as far as you definitely saying the goal is first inning, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that definitely needs to happen right off the bat, and, and the crowd's going to be, you nah, not the crowd's going to sound, I don't even have to say it. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, um, it, 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 it's going to be crazy. Yep, the stadium will be shaking tomorrow. It will be, it will be cracking. It's going to be great. And a scoreless first inning will only do it even more. So, um, I I do agree with you wanting a little bit more length out of seven. I think you know at least five. And at least five.
0: Six. At least, hopefully six. At
1: least five. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think five. Yeah, I think five, six. I think that's, I think that's more than enough. To ask. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes four again. I mean. That, I mean, I know that wouldn't be up to your liking, but... I'm just yeah, that's hard. probably realistic. I would, yeah, I, I wouldn't... I just wouldn't be surprised if, if four was coming again. But I, I, I do understand wanting at least five or six. And after the way the bullpen had to be used yesterday, it's not totally outlandish demand. I think another pit person that people are under the radar are about struggling with mm. bottles. Bottles and struggling... Uh, do you keep going back to him? Because, you know, like, he the his he, 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 he slider home, And I think, boy, was, it, was it Springer or Correa that hit the tying hole? That hit the tying hole there. It was Springer. Springer. Springer, Springer hit yeah. the tying hole And that slider's hanging. He has not been looking as sharp as he has the regular season. Do you think that's also a concern? Like, would you continue throwing him out there, or what would you be? I'd be kind of a hypocrite if like, you said throw Gary out there despite his struggles, and I would say... Exactly, know, it's honestly, the
0: same exact there, thing, but, man. Uh, you got it to keep but, but going but I, I, Honestly, I don't know about the situation you put him out in to help
1: him find his way back, but I also do think that you kind of have to be putting him out there because, you know, you, you, you show Audito you know, that he still needs to come through for you in those situations, which he does. This guy's supposed to be one of the biggest arms in the back end of the bullpen for the Yankees, and they need to be able to rely on him, especially in this time of the year. This guy was as good as it gets for five and a half months, and in the mid end part of September at the worst part possible, he started to struggle, and obviously those struggles are continuing. So it's not the time that you want it to happen. Definitely, I probably would take I would probably take five and a half months of struggling and then be great at the end and in the playoffs. But that's just not that's not the way it's gone for a lot of you know. But I think you do have to keep throwing him out there, like you throw Gary out there, and just have him find his way. Because I think you'll find it eventually he's a good pitcher. He just can really for whatever reason having a lot of trouble locating and just having those sliders just spin right up there, not getting the movement he wants. That slider, the Springer that he crossed out of the park, it was it, was, it just hung up there and spun. It didn't really do much of anything. And that's not Ottavino. So um, I think he needs to put in a lot of extra work, you know, behind the scenes. You know, when games aren't going on with Rothschild or Boone or whoever and just haven't find the stuff again and haven't proved that he deserves those high-leverage situations again because the Yankees need him to be effective. Absolutely, which is why the loss of the Panthers hurts more. That happened you he's had the Panthers. You know, you could probably use um, Auto in like say either games that are already de- are games that are decided, and that's what that's what the Panthers. That's what that the Panthers injury hurt. And another thing that hurt is the hurt, the Harbaugh suspension. Now I'm not going to talk about what he did, but just as as what as fuck as, that
0: piece 18, of shit. I, 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 I,
1: I'm not, I'm not talking
0: about him as a person, I'm talking about him. Yeah, but that's player. part of it, though. It, I, 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 know, but I'm
1: just saying. His, his
0: skill, skill has is, no value. His, his, his value would have been in the bullpen, especially
1: helping us, and his, his suspension hurts. And the injury hurts, too. It it, it hurts. It, It it does, and uh, again, as far as the reason he's suspended, I mean, I'm going to say right now he fully deserves it. don't feel bad from whatever, but as far as the, as far as he said, the player, the player value, yes, it stinks, it does. He would have been a lot of help in the bullpen out there, and, and, you know, he would have definitely been made to the Yankees, he would have been a big asset, and so would have been Hanses, and, and. I think the Tanson situation for obvious reasons other than just, you know, <laughs> the, the obvious is ten times sadder because again, as I said before, it's just unfortunate luck. I mean, a lot of the Yankees have not had good luck with injuries this year, but to you admit know, the entire year, work your ass off on the way from rehab and then come back in Toronto and after eight pitches, partially tear your Achilles that I, I remember the day after this being stupefied and I didn't even know what to say. Right? Seeing that the hop off that mound, that's really him hurting himself. Like, I, I, I didn't even take it at that time. I just thought he was happy to get a strikeout. He followed with a out and hopped off the mound. But I didn't even
0: caution the throws And then what was so weird too? After the game one win, they're they're you know shaking hands and all of them are hopping. I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck are you guys hopping? Just walk and shake hands.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I... I it's, it's, it's just really unfortunate what happened to him. I feel all for him, and the Yankee bullpen would be all the better sport if you were around that, and any bullpen would be. Another factor that I really that I like about is that people don't talk about this, I like Boone's managing now than he did back in 2018. There's a big difference because, see, when Sevy struggled last year, Chevy he learned. Was you know, he, he 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 waited too long, and the game wasn't decided. Now, when he you notice like Paxton. He noticed that, you know what, like, I don't want this inning to get any out ch- of and, and, and I don't want this inning to get the out of hand, because if you oh, lose it to Bernalander and we can, and then and, and, and they score like four or five runs, the game is wrecked. So, how impressed are you with how boone cool has managed in these postseasons? Very, very impressed. I, I've, I said this more times than I care to count on Twitter. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Boom in 2018. I didn't necessarily hate him or dislike him. I don't hate any racket. That's, BS. But, I, there were a lot of things that I disagreed with him as far as in-game decisions come last right year. And, I think disagreements are divine. Nobody's ever gonna agree with everything you do in life. But, um there were, there were certainly, there were certainly some moves that he made in game decisions last year that I disagreed with her, quite a bit of them. Um there's a couple of them alone, just mentioned already, but uh, as far as this year, that has gone significantly down. I'd agree with many of the things he's done. I definitely agree with him taking Paxton out when he did yesterday and just falling back on the bullpen that he's very confident on and rightfully so. Um But the fact of the matter is, overall, I have really been in much higher spirits as far as my view towards Boone as a manager this year. I think he has significantly improved, which during the off-season last year, I was saying I really do think and hope that Boone does improve after getting his first real year as a manager, his experience, and maybe he'll take more of that experience into 2019, and I was confident that he would, and I feel he has. I feel his in-game decisions have really improved, and even, even though there are still occasionally, you know, my opinions that I disagree with him, it's fine, it's going to happen, that's normal. Yeah, but it, it's, it is so, so much less than last year, I, I hardly disagreed with him at all this year. I mean, it was, I just, I really do think that he has improved, and, it, and I think a big factor of it is his confidence in the guys. He has no hesitation over the bullpen, he's very confident in them. And, I think that that experience last year in the ALDS, like Claibor said, it, while it was a tough experience for the Yankees and their fans, I think the experience was they were all the better for it. I really do. Even Claibor said that last year in the ALDS, him making the last out, it really messed him up in, in off seasons. He was very angry, he was upset, he was sad, but he used it as a motivator eventually, and look what he's doing now even more so in 2019. I think maybe even Boone has channeled some of that in himself along with the additional experience he got. So, yeah, I
0: think Boone has been so, so much better this year. And I'm, I'm really happy with him personally. All right, so... Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so, finalists for Comeback Player of the Year has been announced. It's Lucas Giolito, Jorge Soler, Hunter Pence for the AL, Josh Johnson, Sonny Gray, and Ryu for the NL. Who do you think will win?
1: I have to go with Hunter Pence and Rayo. I just, I just, I, I've always I thought agree. Hunter Pence but through the years. I've, I've always thought he's a great baseball player, and in his absence, what he was able to do this year, I think it's just great. I'm really happy personally to see him having come back the way he did, because I've really admired him as a player throughout the years. I've always thought Hunter was a solid, solid baseball player. And on the National League side, even though the Dodgers didn't have the end they wanted, I I certainly do think that I have to go with you because for most of the year, I mean, he was just, he was untouchable. I mean, the Yankees met him in L.A. before they just decided to get him a beating in his own stadium. <laughs> what, 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 was, what was his only, what, what was homey L.A. at that point, 084? Yeah. It was, it, was it, was it was like, it was like, it, it was between 08 to like 1.56 something. Yeah, I mean, and, and his DLA was in the ones, and he, he had himself a remarkable season. I I don't think we go wrong with him either. So I think it's tense and real. I think I, I I think what I, I, I speaking of comeback player here, Um I know this is going to hurt a lot of Yankee fans. And Gary Sanchez? No, 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 no. Um, um, um I'm talking about. I'm talking about Sunny Gray, And oh, yeah. I and and I, I know look, look, hear me out. Hear me out. Now, I say this because Sunny Gray is built the adage of very just players and I really do believe this. Not many players are built to have a bright life playing in New York, especially when you put on those pinstripes. When you put on those pinstripes. There are certain expectations you have to meet, and I think Sonny Gray pitching in Cincinnati, low-key market, low market, no pressure. It's Ohio. How's the football town anyway? They're they're worried about their Browns anyway, so you know, the Bengals aren't going anywhere. So they're, they're more of a football town, so they're more concerned about their football team than they you are know, the baseball team. Even though the the you know the Reds are down here, yeah, I think Sonny Gray be and if he and I think he should also get some votes come back to idea yeah, and you know but I do agree with your choice though. I, I, I agree with Hatch Peterson but I think Sonic Gray should really get some some at least place votes too. I I couldn't agree with you more and after last year I mean I was one of Sonic Gray's at most you know, I, I was one of the biggest criticizers. I couldn't stand when he was here. Um, especially after that game when he was he went off the mountain smiling after he just bombed again. I was like just get this guy out of New York, please but um, but honestly, as far as what he did this year, it's, it's truly remarkable how he bounced back. And I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him, you know what? I don't wish badness on anybody. I just didn't like how what he did here, he was just abysmal. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that he did good in Cincinnati, and I really did say after his season was over last year, I said, I guarantee if you send him to a small market team like Pittsburgh or something, he'll be fine. And Cincinnati fixed the bill, he went there, and had a hell with me. So, um. And what you said about some guys not being able to handle the, the pinstripes and white lights that most certainly is true we've seen that multiple times throughout history i'll throw out one of the best pitching names of all time that was a very example that randy johnson one of, best, one of the best pitches of all time remember i would do with the Yankees? he sunk up the joint it's definitely it's definitely a thing that some people just can't handle new york i mean some people like to deny they're saying oh it's just another town it is not just another town mm-hmm. so um so, yeah, I, I definitely think that, uh, that that definitely could have had an outcome on him. And uh, I'm glad that he had a good year. And I, I certainly do think that even though I'm picking the year, I definitely think that he should get some votes. It's it's not a bad choice at all. I want to stick to the New York theme for a second. And, and this is an interesting fact Now, as people know, um, Jim and I have both sides. And we know that how Eli has handled New York, um, how Eli has been professional, about he's got and the reason why I ask this question is I want to see which athlete, and I know people are going to pick the judge, and I don't want—I don't—I don't want you to just say judge. So that's the popular pick, but which other athlete in New York sports? Will that be Yankee? That could be on that next episode. I saw how, how Cheetah was, how Eli was. You know, you know those athletes who not only came in, they handled New York and they become stars and become you know. First dollar Hall of Famers. What athletes do you see in New York that could that that could not only handle the pressure but and be like the next great thing? I think you got to look at the Yankees in this. Um, agree with Aaron Judge a little bit. I'm going to say Gleyber. I mean, I, I know it's, it's a homer thing. We're talking mostly Yankees here, but uh, I think most of it's uh, a lot of our discussion centered around Gleyber, and I think there's a reason for that. I mean, I, I, I personally think that he already has morphed into a superstar that can clearly handle not only the bright lights, but even the playoffs in the bright lights. Um, and I think we're going to see that even more in games 3, 4, and 5 um, coming up this week. But um, I definitely didn't think it's Um uh, Maybe Daniel Jones will. I mean, we haven't seen enough of him yet. But, uh, but I, I think we've seen a lot of Glaber in the last two years or so. Um, so, you know, as much as I'd like to go into the other sports, and I have names in mine, I am going to, uh, say I, I definitely do think it's a fair choice. And the honorable mentions for athletes, because I don't want to pay that debt I I think Glazer is up there. I think, you know, Jones has, I need more, I need more of the sample size for Jones. I think so. I don't have chance because he's really good. Um, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at a guy in the NBA, Terrence LeBert. I think Terrence LeBert is something special.
0: I like the kid, Koppel and the Rangers. He has potential. I like
1: that. the calendars. Alonzo. Another guy we haven't talked about. What are you? I, I gotta ask you this, like switching gears to the Mets and we, we don't hate the Mets. I have. we had a guest on our show that's a Met fan, that is a diehard Mets fan. So we can be possessive here. Us three, we don't hate the Mets. We have nothing against the Mets. What are your thoughts on the season Peter alonzo had? Because I know that I I personally did not mind or care that um that that broke Aaron Judge's record. I know a lot of Yankee fans. Give me hell for that, but I really don't care. What are your thoughts of of appeal? what Peter that? Well you're not you're not gonna hear many more objective people than me and and because of that fact, I'll tell you right now what Peter Lonzo did was just downright incredible. Um Absolutely. I know that there a lot of I, I, know that there are a lot of people that, um, that just love to bash him or bash Judge because he gets beaten by one home run or whatever, what have you. I am not here for those comparisons. I hate comparing players. And plus, you know, just along with Judge being a the league more, I think he need to see more of Alonzo. But as far as his rookie year, it was nothing short of incredible. 53 home runs. I mean, whether it beats Judge by 10 or 1. 53 home runs is incredible. What Judge did with 52 was incredible. I don't feel like comparing. Sorry, <laughs> um, but um, as far as what he did, it was it was it was downright remarkable, and I definitely do think he is another one of those names as far as sprouting New York athletes that could be just legendary by the time they retire. As Levert and and just so many of the others you mentioned, Donald, even on the Jets, uh, all, all great names. Uh, I mean, and those were those were some of the names I had on my mind too. Although I think Glaber, but as far as Peter Longo, another sprouting star. I mean. I want to see how he comes out in 2020, what kind of season he has, and um, I certainly hope he stays on the field, because I, I don't want to see anybody get injured or anything. If Pete Alonso is going to be the next, you know, big stud in New York, I want to see him stay on the field and do it. Um, so I, I just think, you what know, Pete did was amazing, and it's great for the town. I think it's just phenomenal for the Yankees and the Mets to both have humongous, you know, Big, big players that can represent the organization proudly. So I think we get this week. I, I, I could I could not agree more. And we're sticking gears with sticking with the Yankees. Do uh, you think tomorrow, game four is such to a different perspective. The Yankees. I'm going I'm to fill in the blank, and I'm going to ask a question and we're going to fill in the blank. Yankees beat call tomorrow if. I would say if they get the ball in the air, because um, I know it's probably not the right answer, but the reason I say that, I'll explain. Uh, The reason I say get the ball in the air is because not only is a Yankee stadium, but also, um, even though Cole is a strikeout pitcher, um, he has been known throughout his career to give up a lot of fly balls and be, be a fly ball pitcher. So um, I think if they just managed to get the ball in the air and not be victim to the strikeout too often. I think they ought to have success. So let, let me hear your feeling. Okay. The Yankees, recall if they want the pitch count. Much of what they did with Verlander, you have to make him throw pitches. If he gets strikeout, that that that's that's part of the game. He's pretty damn good, but. You work his pitch count. You work it, and especially early. Like in the first three or four innings, you work like making the pitch He nineteen, play pitching. Especially when it gets to the you know, he's worn out he's probed mistakes. And and also as long as the game, as long as the game goes, you don't wanna make so many pitches and usually look like four nothing. You want to make sure you work the count in the game is, you know, you're up 2-1 or you're down 2-1 or the game is tired 2-1. However, as long as the game is close, you work on pitch count early and often to the first 3-4 innings so that he is tired and he is prone. Because what pitchers, what pitchers though, what pitchers like is quick quick innings. They like quick innings where they don't have to throw many pitches. We saw a lot of pitches, and in, in, in your pro to make a mistake because the team comes into effect. No, absolutely, and, and especially with what people are saying with the Astros, so, you know, they don't have to go to their bullpen too early. They really want Cole and Verlander to go at least six, seven innings, and uh, and that definitely plays a factor. I, I definitely agree with that Drive up the pitch count, and uh, and just I, one thing that we did both mention that we seem to agree on is stay away from strikeouts as much as possible because. If, if this guy starts off early, just getting strikeout after strikeout, I don't see it being too pretty. I, I agree. I agree. And now, the last and I have to say, the Astros win this game if... Because we, have to, because we do have to be objective here. The Astros win this game if their offense is on the money. I'd say, first thing reason to you, uh, up those pitch uh, pitching out in short um, they have to hit because the last two games that we've seen is the Astros believe it or not with that great offensive there of theirs having trouble scoring runs um, so honestly I think if the Astros just really come out just scoring right away wasting no time um, I think they ought to see a lot of success what's surprised me about the Astros and which is why I think it both the Yankees' favorite. That first round matchup against Tampa, that surprised me. Not so much a chance to play, but I think they knew that all. It was how they got that surprised me, because we give we played like, you know, we're the we see Tampa all, you know, like some shit. But the way that how Tampa played them, and they forced the game five, and even now, then Tampa could have easily won one of those two games in Houston in Game One or Two. How? No, yeah, exactly. My my question is: Does Houston look vulnerable? And I say that because it comes again. They fought to a five-game against Tampa one year we got Then, they've got blitzkrieg in game one and they have to get every single one of those ones just to beat the, of the game two. Does Houston look vulnerable now? I do. I, I do think they do. Um, because, like you said, you just stated all the facts on how they have and um, and also another fact that I'd like to point out as far as them looking vulnerable, they haven't proven they can win a playoff game on the road. Um, they have not they have not looked good on the road, and if they if they struggle in Tropicana Field, that's also another major indicator. But I'm not sure Yankee Stadium is going to be a fun trip for them. Um, so they have to prove to me if they can win a game on the road, a big game. They like tied at one and had one of their top pitchers in the mountain Garrett Cole. Um, I definitely do think that's vital, and for all the other reasons that you mentioned, I definitely think that they seem a bit vulnerable. Um, I think despite the Yankees' loss last night, they, they do have a better position in this series where they stand right now coming home for three games. And you even hear it in the players' voice, in the Yankees' players' voices in, in the locker room after the game was over last night, how excited they seem to be coming home and coming to the home crowd and uh, wanting to finish this thing up in New York, not having to go back to Houston. Um... So for all the tracks thrown together, I, I have to say they do look pretty vulnerable. They do. They haven't proven to me that they could just go out there and really squash a game. I, I, I saw that in Game 5 a bit, um, but I have not seen that on the road yet. And uh, I haven't seen it in the series yet, although we're only going to Game 3. But uh, I think it's a big deal for them tomorrow to come out swinging and swinging good because the Yankees have kept them down and so did canter a few times throughout their series. Yeah, and then the games that and games that Tampa won, if besides flag five thousand that was just a kill shot. Those, those games that they won were only one decided by two runs. So it's not like Houston has been, you know, over overmatched. You know, the have has been, you know, putting their brakes in the door but we all thought Houston was to, you know, it's Tampa, they're gonna blitz them, they don't they got the law of payroll and, you know. It's it's you know what it is, and I maybe didn't agree with this. They made a class in 2016. They made a class in 2017. They made a class in 2018. They got a World Series out of that. I truly think that, I think the Astros, because they made deep runs, especially 2017 and 2018, when they won the World Series in 2017, and they went to the ALCS in 2018, don't you think those, you know, those deep runs into the playoffs? caught catches up to them because yeah, they won 107 games at the end of the season but then you have to go back to that same grind over and over again and Verlander is getting, and Verlander is becoming more mortal, especially facing against the Yankees where even though the Yankees weren't getting consistent hits off of him it's not like Verlander was like, you know oh, the Yankees are shut out, he has like 13 days like, they're getting to those Astros starting pitching no, definitely, they, they put up more good at bats against Verlander yesterday than I've seen them put up against him in a long time, a long time. Um, and maybe it has to do with that. I, I personally think it's just that some of the biggest pieces, um, you know, like Verlander, are not quite as effective as they were in 2017. Not saying that Verlander is is bad or anything; he's still phenomenal. But uh, if you want to argue with. Um, did he look better in the 2017 starts against the Yankees? Or did he look better last night? I think he looked better in 2017. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's just, it could be the fact they're going deep runs. I personally think that if you, if you can't take deep runs and just don't go on the run at all, I mean, they should be able to handle that if they're really the real deal. Um But uh, I I just, I don't think they quite look the same as they have in years past in the playoffs. I I don't. I think they're a bit more vulnerable this year. I think they're definitely beatable. But I also don't want to go back to Houston. I don't want to play around with that stadium if I'm the Yankees. Um, No. I, I want to finish it in New York. Absolutely. I totally agree. You know, you have the momentum on your, you know, momentum. I know the old saying "Your momentum is, is the next day starting kitchen, but I'm sure you've seen the press conference, you saw how, how like, how it begins to work, and I feel like, and I feel like there's a, and I, and I said it's the beginning of the season, and not many people catch up, Is like, even after, even when the agents go to their usual, April struggles, because that's how the Yankees are, they're, they're natural small starters, they're not, you know, they're not like the Mets, who have a 15-1, you know, 15 April, and you know, uh, the Yankees are, you know, are, a traditional small starting team, and what's better, the former, they the tip of the high gear, but, as I said to so earlier from this season, the Yankees, this Yankee team, is different than how it was in 2018 and 2017. 2017, they were, they were a young upcoming team, they were fun, and they were just happy to be in the postseason. 2018, you know, they won 100 games, but I thought they underperformed a little bit, and in the postseason, they were just, they were at it. But this team, especially what we said earlier, with Glaber being upset, and Boone learning from the lessons, and every, everybody struggled. It was not just that, and everybody struggled. Do you see, do you see like a different swagger about this team? That you Absolutely, 100%. I've, I've said it for months on end, both with personal friends of mine and people on Twitter. Um, Especially my good friend Matt, I told him, just, maybe a week or two ago, I reiterated it to him. a lot of the time in sports with championship teams, um, there has to be a certain energy around a team and a lot of things also have to go their way. It's not all about how good the team is or, or the skill that you have. I think a lot of magic has to go behind it too. A lot of luck, a lot of good fortune. Um and I think the Yankees have literally been the very definition of that in 2019. I don't, I don't see how you could say they haven't been. They have, they have endured 30 players in the injured list, about 40 injuries, um, and they managed to go out there with the, with the AAA Rail Riders in a couple of months throughout the year, <laughs> and they went out there and won 120 freaking baseball games, and um, I don't think that could be discounted at all, um, quite frankly, I'm, even, I'm, I'm offended at even the mere mention of any other team, team that, they, that they struggled with injuries. and Give me a break. Um, but I, I think because of that fact, it's, there is undoubtedly something more at work here with this Yankees team. I would be absolutely shocked if they didn't win the World Series this year, because there's just that certain feeling when things are going the team's way, and good fortunes on their side, there's a bit of magic. There's always a bit of magic behind the championship team. I don't care what anybody says. It's not all about the talent and the skill. We've seen this many times throughout school's history. So I do think that the Yankees had that on their side. i felt this aura for months and months and months. Um, With just the spirit they went out there, they never, they never surrendered. They never, you know, felt bad about themselves. They know nobody's going to feel bad for us. We don't care how many people we have on the injured list the hardships and the obstacles they've overcome. you can't. There are no words in the English language to describe how incredible it's been. They went out there and won 103 games with everything they've been through. So, yeah, I definitely do think that I, I feel differently about this team than any other Yankee team I've felt this way about. And quite frankly, I'll go out, out on the line saying this right now because I've also said this to many people in my life uh, throughout the season. If the Yankees do win the World Series this year, I do think that this will be the most incredible sports team I've ever seen. I don't know if there will ever be another in the future in my life, I'm no fortune teller, that will be more impressive than this team, but I don't think it gets much more impressive than this one man, after everything they've been through. I just, I don't see it getting more impressive than that. There are two teams, there are two teams in my lifetime that I've seen that have been that this is impressive. This Yankee team, if they won the World Series in the 2007 Giants, a big Yankee team with everything they've gone through, I have to say it's impressive. We've got like a few minutes left. If, um, few minutes left. Are, 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 are the Cardinals done? Yeah, no, if they just continue to kill them this game, we're it, 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 down 4 0 it's it, it, you in Washington, and yeah, done. And I, I really just wish that they put up a, you know more fight in this series because after the statement they made in Atlanta, I really wanted this to be a pretty good series. But, it looks like the Nationals, believe it or not, the Washington Nationals, they have a pretty easy path, pretty easy path to the World Series, after all. Absolutely, Mike. Where can people find you on Twitter? Twitter, you can follow me at Mike Stadero. I'm, as I always say at the end of my podcast, I'm disgustingly active on that act, much more active than, than human probably should be. Um, but um. But I I'm on that all the time. I really do enjoy talking to about 99 percent of people on there's always that little gray area that's a little questionable. But um I I love I love talking to everybody on Twitter. Love that freaking app. Just call me, talk to me. I love to talk to you at Mike together. And also catch catches catches catch catch that episode that just dropped of the Yankee Yankees episode that just just drop out. Please like, listen, subscribe. Great, even, great job of the Ryan Club by the way <laughs> oh, dude, I, I really appreciate that me, me and franklyie uh, Frank we, uh, Frank we, uh, we, we, we probably represent that Ryan Rico bandwagon and uh, it, it was a lot of fun every every game every single game that he has commentated throughout the year I've added him and everything and I've even spoken to Ryan himself in a couple of threads and he's just such a nice guy. I think he's so talented at what he does and I just really hope he gets that job full time at some point. Because he is just something else. I'm proud of him him in that tank. club. Well well Mike